Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Thirty-five years of professional consultancy and executive work has laid the foundation for Dennis McCluskey's obsession with building great businesses. During that time, he has accumulated a wide range of skills and expertise, from IT deployment through to strategy development and execution in over 300 businesses. In the last 10 years, Dennis has worked extensively with startups and small to medium-sized businesses in various roles, including general manager, chief information officer, and board advisor. In this episode, hear how Dennis still gets a buzz from fixing business problems, whether they be technology, strategy, people, or process-based. Harnessing this passion comes in the form of being one of Australia's leading professional EOS implementers. Dennis McCluskey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Murray. It's great to be here. No worries. Now, with all our guests on Gripping Business Tales, we always start with the same questions. Can you detail to me one personal success you've had recently and one professional success? Okay, so one um, personal success is is all about um, being able to get a balance between you know working and uh, enjoying life and enjoying grandchildren. So, the personal thing I find you know, at the moment is that is that I've got my life back. It's great. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are seeking that sort of um, balance, Dennis. So it's great to see that you've managed to achieve that. And could you tell us one of your professional successes that you've had recently? I think one of the things I've noticed is that you know, working with clients, how much the ERS model comes to life. Um, you have six components and two of those, you know, process and people, appear to be um, not connected. But in actual fact, what I've seen more and more is that you know, people excel when they in fact have something they can hang on to. Mm. The, the process part is is one of the areas that I'm quite intrigued about. I always thought the processes were processes like a dead weight, and now yeah. I'm starting to see that quite a key dynamic to both the operational success and the clarity inside the organisation to get a job done. Yeah, that's a great insight. And in terms of that, you've mentioned EOS a couple of times. Now, you as an EOS implementer, tell us a bit about your background, Dennis, and how you ended up being an implementer. It's, a, it's an interesting journey because um, I think we, I think Daniel Davis, the local Australian guru, uh, spoke about his choice about having done all this work about getting businesses ready, developing a model, and all of a sudden he read, uh, read traction and realised it had already been done. Yeah. And I, I came through the same way. So looking back, um, you know, I, I, I I just enjoy doing what I do at the moment because I'm like a I'm like a pig in shit because in essence in essence I'm able to give back at the same time enjoy what I'm doing and then see both the personal and the professional growth. So the reason I say that is because I started life out as a teacher. Uh, you know, I came from a a large family, and one of the ways to get to university was to go out and you know get a studentship and then go teaching. I taught in country schools and helped local businesses and helped my dad's business, an electrical contractor, ran my own cleaning businesses, gardening businesses through university to make money. 
And then when I had the opportunity, you know, that, that helping, you know, that's what I like doing, I like helping people. And so I was okay with that for a while. Then I got a desire to be, I got slightly ambitious. So I left teaching and went into <laughs> IT um, and uh, both originally as a, a support person, as a, you know, somebody was one of the first people in PCs back in 1984. Um, and then that evolved into working in PC businesses, uh, small businesses, uh, medium-sized businesses, setting up um, computer shops in universities, a whole range of things. And then um, I fell into the accounting profession because um, a bit of a 92, a fairly, fairly disastrous period in terms of uh, their last sort of great recession. Uh, and then basically got a job in an accounting firm as a business development person and involved over time into a partner and working with organisations of all shapes and sizes, specialising in accounting systems, uh, operational systems, but then moving more and more into process improvement into state governments, into um, state bodies like CFA and Ambulance Victoria and so on. And so I've, I've had a range of experiences, but my love has been back in, you know, um, is, is that small to many businesses? And my question has always been, why are some successful and others not? Uh, and, and that's what my journey of the last 10 years has been about, trying to ascertain what that key to success is. And that's where I am today. Um, BOS gives me fulfillment around that desire to help people. And at the same time, you ensure businesses are more successful than they, than they could have been. That's why I'm here. That's why I like doing what I do. Yeah, it's really interesting you talk about that, Dennis. I want to take you back to the, the bit when you were helping, when you were either running small businesses yourself or setting them up in your earlier days. What were you seeing then that, that you think still exists today? Like there are, I would, I would assume there are, there are principles or, or, or lack thereof that you would have seen then that you thought this is just, this is not something that I've seen change over all the, all the years I've been around small business. It's an interesting point. The, the, the thing that comes to mind, um, people are not trained to be managers. I wasn't trained. Mm. Uh, and then I searched for years to get help in that area, had some great mentors, had some great learnings and some good books I read. But in essence, we're not trained to be managers. We're certainly not trained to be uh, leaders. And so what I, what I see and what I saw in those businesses, if you weren't prepared to invest in your people, you didn't actually grow as a business. And so, so we, we have this desire in Australia to run our own businesses, but we don't train people to do it. And, yeah. and, think, and that's, that's what I think part of our role is as individuals is to, is to, is, is to close that gap in people's knowledge tree. They might have the technical knowledge about their product, their services, and they may even be great at solving uh, customers' problems, but they don't have the skill set in the main to grow businesses. And in following up from that, Dennis, so you then went off and worked in accounting and you, you, you're seeing this, that they're not trained as managers or, or running the business. Now, a lot of people would go to their accountants and uh, accounting firms for uh, a lot more than just financial advice. Do, how do you how do you see that in terms of the value add, or or do you see that as something quite different to what EOS offers, or or how would you describe that? 
it's interesting because you know the, the accounting profession has argued has has this fear that the accounting profession is going to change around them and and uh, COVID is an example as people are working from home people are doing things themselves they're not relying this upon the accountants and and the question that one of the accounting firms posed to me says several months ago we need to prepare for the future we need to be more like what you do and i said well what do you see i do and they said well you're much more holistic you just don't focus on the finance you focus on the processes you focus on the people you focus on ensuring that we can see ahead you, you you're teaching people how to predict and how to run a business we don't do that but they said we want to be more like you and so they were asking me to teach them about what I'd learned. And I was working with them to develop uh, an EOS methodology inside their own practice. Yeah, and right. And that, that is where the difference is. They, they are not set up. They're there for advice, but they're not there to um, shift the knowledge tree into, uh, onto you. you. You go for them advice. They should not operationally inclined. And that's that's the key difference. Yeah. So in terms of that, when when you're thinking about working with businesses, and what are the types of businesses that you um, that when when they when you either make contact with them or they they reach out to you, how do you know when you're on a winner when you think yeah I can really help these these people? What what does that look like in your mind? I can't say that that I have found the perfect client. <laughs> um, some of them have intractable issues, particularly around the ownership to let it, the owner letting go of the business. So what I normally what I what I am seeing, um, yeah, if I had an ideal client, it'd be one who's prepared to invest, is open to ideas, you know, the normal psychographic profile that we think is an ERS style client. Yeah, we, we don't get those. Okay, right? So. So I, I argue that that, um, that if you, if you take the mantra we're there to help and to mm -hmm. assist and to grow, well sometimes they don't know what they don't know, and you're there to give them some insight into what they need to learn, and at the same time you're there to facilitate their learning. You're not there to run their business per se. So we're not going in as advisors. We're going in as that facilitation, coaching. Um, you know, almost a mediation role in some cases. Mm. I trained as a mediator some time ago, and I see that skill set as being quite uh, important to what we do as well. So the style of client doesn't worry me too much. It's probably more the challenge. I yeah, right. You know, I've got some real doozies at the moment, um, and and I can't say any one of them is is a perfect client. Mm. But they they all offer you a challenge that's in which you know, you can, you can align yourself to that concept of helping and, and delivering a, a great outcome or, or a positive outcome, at least for those organisations. Is that a fair summation of where, where you're at? That's a fair summation because that's, that's what, that's, that's where I get my buzz. Yeah, right. So when you, you mentioned there about ownership and, and, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people that either um, have growing businesses and they've started them from, from scratch and now they've got 20 employees and you know it's a real challenge for some of those owners to be able to um, to share the load, if you like. And how do you see? How do you? You know, you're fairly experienced in both EOS, but also uh, broadly in, in terms of small to medium businesses. 
what do you think is the thing that either stops people from being able to to share the load or alternatively if they can what's the best way that that they 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 do that yeah i think that's that's a key point there are many businesses where the business is the owner okay yeah. uh, and that's quite key in in, in most small medium-sized businesses in australia so when they when you sort of the impetus for change is has to be in some ways a burning platform something that they want to do which is over and beyond what they have done in the past so they may say i'm happy to bring in a general manager but then they but then you've virtually got to send them on a holiday for six months in order for that person to be successful so you've got to create a situation where they have something that they want to achieve whether it be lifestyle balance you know um, working on things that they are really good at i've got one particular instance i'm thinking of the guy is you know is a good inventor of new products Okay, right. And so when we set up, when we talked about the accountability chart and working that, we put in place, you know, the integrator, but we gave him his own chair, if you like, as head of innovation. Yeah, right. right. And so he sits there as head of innovation. Uh, he gets the opportunity to bring three ideas to every quarterly, and then we debate which idea we will fund for the next quarter. So each each organisation has a slightly different way of of a need or a requirement but what you're trying to do is enable them to get some personal satisfaction personal success that advocates the need for them to be in control yeah cool okay so so it's about the psychology of that that that's quite key yeah. and then i think quite often they have never really measured things correctly so the concept of the scorecard the weekly scorecard and putting those measures in place allows them to have the transparency. And if you work that through, I've got one instance at the moment, the guy wanted to go away for three months, but he wanted ERS in place, so he had the transparency there. And we yeah. gave him that transparency. He couldn't yeah. go away because of COVID, but it's not a nice <laughs> story. But yeah, he, he was, that was his driver. He wanted to have the transparency that he knew what was going on in the business. Yeah, yeah. and. Following on from that, um, when you think about the businesses you've worked with and when you first started working with them, they were in a particular place. And and now once they've either completed implementation, you know, they've been with you for some time or alternatively they're on, on that journey. What do you think has been the greatest outcome you've seen, you know, from a thematic point of view in terms of these people that you're working with? What What have you been seeing that you think, Wow, that's 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 a, an amazing outcome. I, th I think I think the most amazing outcome is that they uh, get better at making decisions quickly. Mm. Um, I, th I think there's a there's a you know, there's a latitude about the way which we run businesses where if it doesn't really blow up in our face, we can continue to ignore it. Mm. And so what we see is is that people that get in the habit through ideas and level 10 meetings and quarterly meetings they get the ability to decide and then they because they're learning about accountability they enable people to go out and do it and to get it done and so this this construct around um, making decisions is probably the most key point 
that I have seen. It's really interesting. Um, my son, you know, who, you know, eldest son, was at a um, Bucks turn, and, and one of my clients. Oh, I'm not sure you want to go there, Dan. No, uh, just kidding. One of, my, one of my clients came up to him and said, "Your father was the best thing that has happened to us, you know, since we've ever been in business. We've been in business 13 years, and for the first time, we have a family business, father and two sons, mm. with a couple of other directors. We attract are making decisions." Yeah. And that that my son said, "What do you actually do, Dan?" I, I, yeah. said, I said, "I help people make decisions." enable them to make decisions. That yeah. is probably one of the key learnings from what I've seen in the last you know, two years. Yeah, that's fantastic. So when people are sitting here listening to you talk and, uh, and thinking about getting in touch with you, what's, what's the easiest way people can get in contact with you to, to, do, to, you know, to, to have you as their EOS implementer? Well, they could, um, they could always ring you and then ask to speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, because I am your assistant. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we we um, you look. My email is is the easiest way, and uh, yeah. Dennis at wiseheadsconsulting.com.au, uh, yeah. and, and my mobile number uh, is zero four one eight six double four double six seven. I don't. Have a website. I have a LinkedIn profile. That's the other way of, of, of getting in contact with me. Look me up on LinkedIn. Send me yeah. a message. And in essence, most of my work comes from referrals. I work with clients I love or like, or they like me. And, and in essence, I don't really go out to, I don't want a large number of clients. I just want clients who, who want to grow, both personally and professionally, mm. and have a desire to invest in their staff. Yeah. Well, that's um, a fa fantastic way to describe exactly how you can help, but also the type of people that should be um, contacting you, Dennis. So all those, all that information will be on the episode notes about uh, getting in contact with you. And equally, of course, uh, people can go to, go to the EOS Asia Pacific website, which will also be linked to have a look at your profile there as well. So Dennis, thanks very much for coming on Gripping Business Tales. It's been a joy. It's always good to hear a wise head, tell me a bit about how, uh, what, what, what the path has been before and how we can improve into the future. So Dennis McCluskey, thanks very much for coming on the show. And Mary, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Gripping Business Tales. Please remember to subscribe and to rate the podcast. And to start your EOS journey, contact me at grip6.com.au and I look forward to helping you get what you want from your business.